Happy Friday. This is Ashley Agan. I am actually here alone today because Chris had some stuff going on. And to be quite honest, I'm going to make this very quick. We are super slammed because wedding vendors right now are working two seasons in one season. And really, to be also honest, I normally don't work in the summer. And by don't work, I mean, I don't normally go photograph weddings in the summer. I typically have like one wedding in July and like one wedding in August because it's hot. It's like 100 degrees outside. And this year's different. And that's mainly because 2020 caused a lot of people to hesitate deciding to get married. It caused a lot of people to postpone their weddings. And the open dates are in the summer. (laughs) So we are slammed slammed is an understatement. Chris actually has other things going on around his house right now. You know, um, I think they found like a leak in their basement or something. It's not, he said it, he like assured me it wasn't a big deal, but I also didn't want him to stress about this. So I'm going to record solo. We are also going to skip Monday's episode. Okay. So you get me today and then you'll have us both back on Friday, next Friday. So one week from today, We're going to give ourselves a little freedom from having to record a Monday episode, which generally they're a lot beefier. We typically record for like five hours or so once a week and we just are busy and don't have that time. So with that being said, let's jump into today and what we're going to talk about and what's heavy on my heart. And by heavy on my heart, I just mean what I'm feeling really ultra passionate about and that is honestly like ditching details what do I mean by that I know you're like what do you mean ditching details you're like the details queen everybody says you're you love details you're the best I do I love me some good details love them but at the same time they can get seriously out of hand and from a photographer perspective I can choose to put on one of two hats on a wedding day, okay? This is important for you to know. I can put on the hat of, I am going to be a photo historian today, or I am going to be a magazine photographer today. Those are two different mindsets that we have to hop into. And when I see all these pretty little details, A, I know you included them for a reason, or hopefully you did, or B, you spent time on them. So you included them for a reason and or spent a lot of time on them, whether that was sourcing them, finding them, or creating them. That said, I don't want to skip any of those because they're there for a reason. There's There's some kind of intention behind them. There should be. If there's not, ditch it, get rid of it. It's something that I literally look at and I'm like, here's a really good example So when I arrive to a wedding, I ask all of my couples, which if you're a photographer doesn't ask you to do this, it's just very easy. The day before, prep like a photographer's box and give them everything that you want them to take photos of. That way, the morning of, you don't have to get up out of your seat and go find your shoes and your rings and your invitations and your programs and all the things that are all over everywhere. And you don't know where your shoes are. And like (laughs) the amount of times that people don't know where their shoes are, it's it just gets very chaotic in that getting ready room with a bunch of people getting ready together and you're like, where's my bag? So I digress. Get a details box. So I arrive, 
get this details box that's been prepared by the couple for me and I photograph all the things in the details box. If you put it in there, my assumption is you care about it. If you don't care about the garter, don't include the garter. I'm just going to throw that out there. That's like one thing nobody cares about. And I say nobody and somebody's going to be like, I care about the garter. So many people don't care about the garter, but it gets included. And <laughs> that is one piece of fabric that I look at and I'm like, I have no idea how to make this look good. So you go on Etsy and like look at how they photograph their garters to like sell the product. And I'm like, that's a bad photo. They just don't photograph well. So if you don't care about it, include your garter if you care about it. If you don't care about the item, don't include it. Okay, so that goes for everything, not just this details box. If you don't care about favors for your guests, let me tell you, your guests aren't going to care either. However, I have seen some really freaking cute plant favors and I love me some plants, although I recently like intentionally put some outside and they maybe got too hot and they're maybe dying, but like I had too many plants, man. I am no, my business partner is also Ashley. I am no Ashley. I cannot take care of 50 plants. I was like maxing out at 25. I think my comfort zone's more around 20. Anyways, these favors are these little like plants. So cute. Love plants. A, not everybody loves plants. And B, that's another plant I got to care for. That's another plant I got to care for. So the best thing that I've seen done for favors is, and you don't even have to do it. Guests I don't think really expect favors so much anymore, like at all. So many people, I leave so many weddings and like the favor table is still full. Don't waste your resources. That is time and that is money for those favors. For your guests to like maybe a third of them are going to pick them up. What I have seen done is there's like extra popcorn or extra cake. And those are put in little cake boxes and set out to the side for your guests to take on the go. So you don't have to go home with all this cake. Some people are going to want to go home with all the cake, but like most people are like, please don't send me home with all the cake because I will eat it. That's a way to get rid of your cake. But the favors, if you don't care about the favors, don't let that be a detail that consumes you. Don't let that be a detail that you worry about on your wedding day and be like, why is the favor table there? Who cares? Who cares? You don't even care. And that's something that you can probably check yourself with. It's like, do I even care about this? And if you don't, let it go. Let it freaking go. What inspired this episode is one of our lovely couples. I mean this freaking genuinely. One of our lovely couples said, I don't want the location to scream louder than our emotions. Glory, freaking glory, yes. Yes. So many times there's this one trendy photo. And don't get me wrong. I've done it. Especially like when I go brain dead and I'm like, I don't know what else to do. I have done this photo. But it makes actually no sense. We do it to like show off the location. But the couples, like this, this, this sweet couple is not the only one that has said it, which is what inspired this is that I'm like, I'm hearing this again. They want their emotions and their love to shine brighter than the location. Unless you're getting married and like, the hills of Montana. Does Montana even have hills? I don't know jack crap about Montana or like Wyoming or Idaho. I know not. I do think there are mountains. Somebody who's listening is going to be like, dang this girl. You guys, I'm from Kansas. We all know what Kansas looks like, okay? This couple wanted their love to shine brighter 
than a pretty location. And I think that is something that we can take and apply to all of wedding planning. There's this trendy photo. I was getting to this where the couple like holds hands and their heads look opposite directions. Like the other one looks and it, really it makes no sense like there's zero connection from the couple like they're not looking at each other they're looking separately like they're disconnected and they're it makes no sense but it's a trend it was a really big trend a couple years ago and this couple specifically was like you know I want this to be about our 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 togetherness shouldn't all of weddings be this way like just because something is trendy doesn't mean we should do it right colors that's one thing. Like, let's pick colors we like. I'm like obsessed with this rust color palette right now. I just did a wedding with like oranges and yellow. It was so pretty. I freaking loved it. It's a trend, but it's a color. Like, it's fine. Like, blush and navy was a really big thing like five or six years ago. Um, maroon and navy kind of came next. Like, there's all these like color palette trends that come and go and they get really big. That's one thing. But when we talk about trends, you don't you want there to be a level of timelessness so you don't look back at, like we all do to the burlap and lace days. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just Google like burlap and lace wedding. Burlap and lace like exploded all over weddings in the early 2010s, like exploded. Whatever the trend is that you're leaning into, maybe don't have it explode because like it may explode back at us years later. Where we're like, what were we thinking? Now my point to that is less about like, the external vision of something and more about what it means on the inside. Getting so focused on trends can take the joy out of wedding planning for us. We have a listener who shared in the Facebook group that she deleted the face, not Facebook app. That was me. She deleted the Pinterest app. And that was because she found that when she had a moment of boredom, she would pull out her phone, start scrolling, and the first thing she would do is land in Pinterest. And then she'd scroll and see wedding inspiration just be blasted at her. And then she'd find in her head, you have to have some level of self-awareness here. She'd hear herself questioning like the previous decisions that she made. Or is she good enough? Or, you know, maybe this decision would have been a better decision. It's like what we've talked about in many other episodes, like unfollow accounts that aren't bringing you joy. Like, if you're following dress accounts still and you've already bought your dress, like hit that unfollow button and follow them when the wedding is over. There is going to be a new dress that is released all the time. There's always going to be a better dress. As Jillian said on our dress episode early on in the podcast, freaking best episode ever. If you haven't listened to it, everything in it is gold. It's like two hours long, so it'll keep you busy for a couple of days. So good. So many good nuggets in there. She says, if you look at a dress, we can insert any other piece of this wedding. If you look at this dress, like it is something to compare to something else. Like this new dress that just got released by this designer is better than my dress. I want that dress. Look at the way you look at your spouse. This is what Jillian says. You don't look at your spouse when the, the next hot guy walks down the, like, down the road and you're like, ooh, I want that one. Like you accept your spouse for all that he is and the decision that you made to decide to be with that person forever. There's a reason. There's a reason that you don't go jumping at the next pretty thing, right? 
It's because you love it. You made that decision. You trust yourself with that decision. So when it comes to wedding decisions, trust yourself. Don't hop and regret the decisions that you made because you want to hop onto the next trend. There is always going to be another trend. There is always going to be something else to do. There is always going to be a new trendy thing to do like pop in the champagne. When girl, you may not even like champagne. Don't put that on yourself to make sure to buy an extra bottle of champagne when you don't even like champagne. It's a trend. These trends can kill the authenticity of your wedding. And if you're listening to this podcast, isn't that the freaking reason that you listen to this podcast in the first place is because you want to have a wedding that's you. You don't want to have a wedding like all the 10 weddings that you just attended this last summer. You want yours to be about you because all of those were the same. There wasn't heart. I mean, there was two people got married and they loved each other, right? But you could have like swapped out all the couples and the wedding would have been exactly the same except the couples because they're different. You want to have a wedding with heart. You want to have a wedding that's about you. You want to plan with intention because you want your wedding day to be full of intentionality, heart, purpose, you. Trends can take away from that. They can also add to it. Like some trends were really great and they all started somewhere like the first look trend. That was a trend. Now it's more of like it's an option. You can either see each other down the aisle or you can do a first look. Where trends get bad and take over your mental health and happiness on your wedding day is when you want to do all the trends. And this is less from a visuals perspective and more from like an experience perspective. Let's use this first look trend. Say you're going to do a first look, okay? But you also really like the trend where you are reading letters behind a door. It's called like a first touch or something. And you're touching each other around this door and you're reading letters to each other or praying or whatever you do to celebrate your love and your commitment to each other. You do this. If you're watching the video of me, you like are holding it. This video, I think I I haven't done this before, but I think this video will go live in our Facebook group, but you're holding the uh, hand of the person that you love, right? That's a first touch. Most people opt to do that if they decide not to do a first touch and not everybody decides to do that anyways. It's just an option. Where trends get out of control and it takes the happiness is when you want to do them all. So you want to do the first touch, but you also want to do the first look. But you also want to do, I'm trying to just come up with something. Like you want to like tap him, but you also want to like stand back to back. And you, it's when you want to do them all that it takes the authenticity out of your wedding. Focus on the ones that you want to do and why you want to do them. Why do you want to do a first look? Well, Ashley... We're both shy and seeing each other as we walk down the aisle with 200 people staring at us really does not sound appealing. So we want to see each other first, share that moment together, and then let the magnitude of walking down the aisle hit us without the anxiety of the 200 people watching. Oh, that's a great reason. That's a great why. Love that for you. Love that for you. Well, Ashley, we don't want to do a first look because we actually really want to cherish the tradition of waiting until you know, that moment that like, you know, that moment, the doors open and she walks down the aisle and everybody goes, you know, we want to wait for that tradition. That's great for you. There are reasons behind the things that you do. And if you're doing them blindly because someone says you should, you shouldn't do it at all because that can just go 
way out of control. And before you know it, you've got a monster and you're wanting to do the champagne pop and you're wanting to do the first look and you're wanting to do the first toss, first touch. I meant touch. And you're wanting to do the sparkler exit, but you don't want your photographer to say, so you also want to do the mock exit instead. But then you also want to do confetti poppers and you want to have them to like throw roses as you walk down the aisle and you want to do the kiss and you want to do the spin and then you want to do wedding party photos before the ceremony because you want to jump into the reception right away but you also want to do some wedding party photos at the sunset do you see how out of control that can get if you don't i'm going to explain it to you when you pack your day with so many i'm calling them trends um other word option with so many just items to do. What, what, what should we call those? So many events. We'll call them events. When you pack your day with so many trending events, you are setting yourself up to not have any real authentic moments because you've got all these photo opportunities. You've got all these like pretty things that we're going to do for TikTok. And you've got this... The champagne one gets me. Not very many people like champagne. <laughs> like champagne pop is cool and all, but like let's throw confetti to celebrate or like I don't know. What what makes sense for you? So when you do all of these things, you lose the why. You start to just be part of the wedding machine and do it because it's trending and your friend did it and FOMO, you know? Fear of missing out. My friend did it. I want it. Your friend also chose a poofy ball gown and you chose a sleek, slender satin dress. Like, you didn't get a ball gown too just because your friend did it. Like that was, that was for her. That, that makes sense for her. This, this other wedding day makes sense for you. You don't have to do everything that they do. And the beauty about having a wedding why and the beauty about exploring that, and if you haven't listened to the episode, You Do You, Defining Your Wedding Why, I highly recommend going back and listening, it, listening to it because it helps you to define what your wedding why is and how to incorporate that into your wedding. Like once you figure out why am I celebrating my marriage with a wedding? Like you're like, sure, now Ashley, now what? That episode will help you. It'll help you come up with ideas, random ideas. Like you guys are book lovers. Why are we having candles and flowers at our centerpieces? Like let's have, and like like geomet geometric shapes. I don't like geometry. I'm just throwing it out there. We like books. So for your centerpieces, why don't you like center them around books? Go to antique stores, like thrift shops. Buy these like old books for a couple bucks and like create centerpieces out of these books. For your programs, you don't have to do a program, first of all. Save the money. But if you want to, make it like a book. But by, by like a book, like a table of contents, like make it you. That's just like one random example. But that is how you can take a trend of a centerpiece. This is obviously very vague because centerpieces aren't necessarily like a trend, but you have them. You take a centerpiece and you make it yours. You give it heart. You're starting to give your day heart. You're starting to allow your guests into your relationship. And that's what it's all about. Because otherwise, my wedding looks like her wedding, which looks like his wedding, which looks like their wedding. How can I make my wedding look like us? Something that can make your wedding feel more like you is where you choose to get married. So Justin and I, my husband, we recently recorded an episode about our wedding and all the ins and outs of it, but we decided to get married in Manhattan, Kansas, 
which is about two and a half hours away from where we live. It's about two hours away from where his brother lives. We all had to travel in to Manhattan. And that was, we did that on purpose. We did that because we wanted our, the 13 members of our families to come together and spend a weekend together uninterrupted. We don't have to leave for our jobs. Our dogs don't need us. We can all come together and have a weekend of intentional quality time. That was why we chose where we chose. We also chose for it to be in Kansas because Kansas is our home. None of us, none of us, by none, no, literally none of us, none of us have spent a significant amount of time in Manhattan, although a lot of people have because K-State is there, but it's in Kansas. It's in the Flint Hills. It's in like one of the prettiest areas of the state, like these rolling hills. It's very pretty out there. It's very pretty. And you can see for miles, you know, oh my gosh, to, to die for. So we got married on this lake in Kansas and we chose that because it's home. It represents home. And maybe you choose to get married somewhere else because it represents something different in your relationship. Maybe you choose to get married at a waterfall, but you got married at a waterfall in Kansas because you got engaged at a waterfall in Iceland, but you don't want your wedding to be in Iceland. So you're going to get married at a waterfall in Kansas, but it's going to represent that part. Maybe you're choosing to get married at a spot downtown because you and your partner love downtown. You guys met downtown. You guys spent a lot of your early relationship downtown. So it was really important for you guys to get married downtown, but maybe not just downtown, maybe also in old town because that's where you spent all your time. Now, maybe you're so far along in this process of planning that you just chose a place haphazardly before you found the podcast, before you listened to this episode. Don't feel bad about the place you chose. You chose it for a reason. We can go back to the dress episode idea, the episode with Jillian on the dress where you chose that venue for a reason. Trust yourself. But you can use locations to enhance your relationship in other ways. So I'm just going to set a couple of examples, but I also am going to caveat with the reason I'm bringing this up in the first place. You can incorporate nature into your wedding by doing your photos at somewhere naturey around your venue. I also am using around your venue particularly for a reason. You location of your venue. Maybe you love this willow tree in the back or you love the alleyway that is connected to your venue. You think it's so freaking cool and artsy. And you guys are like super creative and artsy. I don't, whatever the reason that you love this part of your venue, incorporate that, choose that as your location. Although also listen to your photographer when your photographer says they're going to go where the light is good. By all means, that is important. And maybe the most, don't challenge them on that. But there are ways to incorporate location love into your wedding. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up in the first place, the reason that I'm bringing up locations because they can enhance your day, but they can also absolutely just suck the joy out of your day. How, right? How? You're talking all these good, beautiful things, Ashley. How is this going to ruin my day? Well, I'll tell you. If you listen to this and you're like, oh my gosh, I know the perfect spot. You know, we are getting married at this place it's about five minutes from where we met and we can go there and we can do we can do our first look there don't don't do it don't do it if it doesn't make sense 
for your day, don't do it. I, you know that phrase, like take the path of least resistance, 100% follow that rule on your wedding day because you want to have more time in your day to create moments. We talked about that earlier with the trends and the details. It is so important to have this cushion time, this time to actually experience your day versus being so caught up in the photos and location and all the things. So if it's not the path of least resistance, don't do it. However, if it is the path of least resistance and it makes sense, then sure, incorporate it. So I just want to talk about that for just a moment because I think a lot of people can get caught up in like the perfect location for their wedding photos. And it's like, okay, A, perfect location does not exist. B, sometimes things happen to that perfect location. Like maybe you wanted to get married in this field or not married in this field, do your photos in this field because it's pretty. But the week of the wedding, the field got mowed. Sorry. Like things happen, you know, there's n- there's no such thing as a perfect location. So trust your photographer. Don't let it like hijack your day. Don't let the idea, it for some reason tends to be, like it hasn't happened to me only once. It's happened to me more than once. As a photographer, I've been photographing weddings for eight years. I've been about 400 weddings. More than once I've had the magnitude of the location take precedence over the memories that can be created that day. So much to one girl told us it was going to take five minutes to get to this first look location. It's like the only major horror story that I have, but she said five minutes to get to the photo location. That was where we were going to do the first look. We we're like, okay, cool. Five minutes. It took us 20. And if you know anything about a wedding timeline, that means there and back was originally supposed to be 10 minutes. 20 there and back was 40 minutes. That's 30 extra minutes of drive time we did not account for, which means by the time we got back, we were already way behind. Total nightmare. We were very new into the business at the time too. My point with that is like, if it is going to take hurdles and extra jumps to go somewhere or to do something, it doesn't even have to be locations. If it's going to take extra hurdles for you to make sure that you take extra time to go do this, ask yourself if it's worth it. I've done one where I do believe sincerely in my heart it was worth it because the place was very, very important to them and they had the time and they carved out the time and they spent some time on the party bus and it was great. It was very special to them. But if it's just because it's pretty, don't let yourself stress out over this, okay? I'm moving on from locations. I promise I'm like done on that. But that's just like, it just aids to the fact of like put intentionality behind the decisions that you make take the path of least resistance think of what Ashley on her wedding day is going to feel you know is she going to want to be running around like a crazy person and doing this and doing that like no current Ashley wants to because current Ashley is not thinking about future Ashley and how future Ashley is going to feel as current Ashley so I want you to think about what future you is going to want so the other And last thing that I want to talk about is to challenge yourself. I was going to talk about other things, but I feel like I've kind of summed it up in all this. Like I was going to say, trying to do everything. If you try to do everything, you're not leaving space for the people who are actually there. When you start to think about all the material items that can take away from the joy of your day because you're so stuck on the way things look, who cares? You know, when the wedding day comes, let it go. Let it go. It's not worth it. Let it go. 
I was also going to talk about be authentic to who you are. I've already touched on that too with the champagne. Like if you don't like champagne, don't pop champagne just because it's a trend. There's other things I was going to talk about, but I feel like at that point I would be beating a dead horse. So we're not going to go there. I'm going to respect your time today. This is going to be a shorter episode. Heck yes. We're only sitting at 30 minutes. Let's go. Okay, you guys, I am wrapping this up. So what I'm going to do for you now is I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to challenge you to look at that to-do list that you have. Ask yourself, is this item going to enhance my day? Is this item going to enhance my love? Is this item going to enhance my why, my wedding why? If it's not, I'm going to challenge you to let it go. Let it go. If it is not breathing life into you, it is taking life out of you. One thing that you are not going to get back, one thing, is time. I'm going to share something with you that someone shared with me at some point in my life. I always take these little nuggets and I don't have really the best memories, so I don't remember where I get them from, but someone shared this with me once. Time is the greatest gift. Okay, right? We've all heard that before. But from this perspective, I was like, oh, my Atlanta, you're right. We are on this earth for a limited amount of time, limited amount of hours. When someone chooses to give you two of their hours, eight of their hours, 12 of their hours, they are literally giving you pieces of their life. So when you look at your wedding day, know that you have eight to 12 hours, however long you stay up, maybe 15, 15 hours you have for this day that is going to be your most memorable day if you make it your most memorable day and not just a photo opportunity. You have 15 hours. How are you going to spend it? Are you going to spend it celebrating your love? Are you going to spend it authentically you? Or are you going to spend it just doing what the next person did or the last person did, I suppose? Are you just going to do what the last person did because you think that it's what you should and you want to do it because FOMO, fear missing out? Miss out. There is a joy in missing out. Have you heard that? Ask yourself when you start to think about something or see something on Pinterest or see a friend post a wedding photo and you think, oh, I want to do that. Am I having FOMO? Do I really want to do that? Or do I just want to do that because they did that? There is a joy to missing out because instead of doing that photo, I might be having a conversation sitting with my grandmother at the reception or instead of... I was going to say going out for sunset, but I think that's really special because it's like a time that you can be alone with your spouse instead of doing a bridesmaids reveal, which are also fun. And sometimes her timelines actually help out. Instead of doing a bridesmaids reveal, I want to do that bridesmaids TikTok dance because we love doing TikTok and that'll be a really fun memory for us. Like TikTok's not super for me, although we've started our TikTok, but <laughs> for some people, like I do love me some choreographed dancing. And if we can just do that together, how fun. Talk about a memory, you know? How can these things that you're incorporating your day enhance it? How can you create more memories? How can you create more space for the people that you love? How can you time and schedule space to create the time that you will never get back? Okay, I'm going to leave you with that. Challenging you. Look at your list of things to do. Look at what you've set up. Ask yourself, if, is it enhancing your day, your love, your why? If it's not, let it go. 
see you guys next Friday. Taking Monday off. Just a little reminder. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed this episode of me just by my solo lonesome self. I am very excited though to have Chris next week where I'm not out of breath the whole time. (laughs) Okay. We'll see you next week. Bye guys. Oh, I need to add this. Sorry. Follow us on the bridal breakdown on Instagram. Uh, Join our private Facebook community, which you can also find the bridal breakdown Facebook community. And you can also follow us on TikTok. Also the bridal breakdown. Super easy. Love to see you there. Cannot wait. Now I mean it. See you next Friday.